Minutes 
Yeah, I mean, the boys get to... They put in massive, massive work. I hope everyone got down to the pub, even though Saturday night was a little bit disappointing, but I hope they got around that. They organised that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't heard any reviews back on the pizza. Um, Duck's probably still chilling on a few <laughs> meat lovers, maybe a couple. He's probably still enjoying them. But, no, it was, it, they, they put in massive work. They got the hats. You could have bought the hats. Um, Mate, if you, so yeah. if you'd seen Oz's setup, so I've had the pleasure of... I've um, done three episodes of the Purple Rain. One was have you done three with them? Mate, yeah, one was with Snacks and Duck <sighs> well, in a hotel room number. in Melbourne. <laughs> in a hotel room in Melbourne, where Duck had bought like a JB Hi-Fi mic, and Duck was wearing boxer shorts, which looked like long pants. <laughs> and then one episode at Trinity when Duck and Oz still worked at Trinity together. So Oz has moved schools, and then. That was sort of like at desks with heaps of equipment. And then one episode at Oz's house, which was uh, December, I believe. And, mate, he has so much gear. Like, there's all these... You know how sometimes you go into hi-fi, like people's hi-fi setups, and you're like, I have no idea what those three boxes do, but they're lit up. So, obviously, they're doing something. Oz has, like, three of those boxes. And you're just like, oh, man, I don't know what that one does. But then he, like, plays on his computer and he's, like, turning knobs. It's like he's DJing while we're, like, doing a podcast. Is he dropping a set? Mate, and he, he does drop a set as well when he plays his own music that he makes. <laughs> it's yeah. mental. I, I was very then, impressed when I went to Oz's house, may I say. And then flash flash to our current studios. you got Juddy trying to hide the fact that he does a podcast no, mate, from his missus. This is out tonight, so I'm in the living, living room. It's pretty key. I'm pretty relaxed. There's no echo because I'm not in a small spare bedroom with, Mate, with her gotta... knocking on the door saying, hey, what are you doing? Why are you talking to monkey every Thursday? <laughs> yeah, if you heard the door shut late in the episode, that was Juddy and that was the missus coming home and checking up on him. But flash to our studios. I've got a furphy, which I know I sent over. I've got a furphy and I've got a little bit of white wine once the furphy's done. Yeah, I've got a red. Um, I've got a nice red. That's going down a tree. Yeah, yeah, we are refreshingly local. People are probably screaming at you, like, now that Purple Rain have gone to the Dockers, maybe they can sell you some of their studio quality. No, I reckon, as we'll get to with Damien Trebenon's um, comments, uh, I reckon listenable quality without it being studio quality is probably one of the main. I reckon it's a very important. Factor in our yeah, loyal loyal in. listeners like Damien. Well, should we? That's the next exciting bit that we do. You want to get on to probably talk the about the revelations. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, listeners' questions. We said, but exciting, exciting segment coming up. Um, <laughs> should we talk about the football f- match that occurred? Oh, all right. Well, cue, cue another song. Yeah. So, a few people were screaming out on Saturday night for a hero. We nearly had one too. Well, we did have one. Well, in the last 10 minutes, our hero was unfortunately probably uh, wearing yellow and running around with a whistle. Yeah, and the goalposts being uh, not regulation size. But um, it was a... Hogan's shoelaces being undone. 
a slightly bitter um, Saturday night, Juddy. You were there live. Do you, want to, do you want to punch? I've got the score in front of me if you want me to punch it out. Yeah, I was just thinking, up. I'm losing my powers. I keep being at these games and we lose, man. Um, <sighs> I'm losing my edge. Maybe I only had a limited amount of power and the Richmond game really, <laughs> really drew well, it out of me. <laughs> That sapped every last bit of energy. I think it was worth you. it, really. I would have. I'd, no. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, oh. But yeah, go on. Read the score. Eight, eight goals, twelve sixty played. Seven goals, eleven fifty three. Um, the Dockers going down. Probably starting on. We'll start. I want to start on a high point since you bring up the Richmond game, mate. Mundy um, seems to only be going. Mate, Mundy upwards. is in all Australian form. So, 34 touches, 6 tackles, and a clutch goal, like a classic money goal, like weaved through a pack and kicked it. And I was like, we're yeah. no one kicked a goal that quarter, I'm pretty sure. And I was just like, good God, thank God Monday got that. He, uh, we talked about him being like Pendlebury, like big lumbering body, but finds space and time, takes two quick steps and just moves. Mm. And then, then it just seems he opens up the game. His first couple of movements just, just lead him into space. He just always seems to have time. Yeah. He's never... Mate, he's he, a gun. he collects, so... Mate, 88% efficiency, and he had like like 20 plus 30. of those 34 were contested. So he's still hitting the yeah. target in a contested situation. Uh, yeah, unreal. He's the benchmark of our team. Like, he is better than Fife at the moment, in my opinion. If he... If he continues on this trend, maybe at the end he'll be holding hands with Pav in, in Frio greatness, I reckon. Yeah, not quite, but I think if he did two of these, yeah, definitely. But um, he is legitimately in all-Australian conversation mm. right now, nine to, coming up to around ten. Like, he should be... He would definitely be in the squad, but he should be, like, bench consideration all-Australian. If he was in Melbourne yeah. right now, they'd be like, yeah, he's a lock, like... That's the thing. Oh, they'd be talking about turning back clock and... They'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, just heat, like lock him in. Put him in the centre for the All-Australian team already. And they'd be like, yeah, magnet lock. Yeah. They'd glue the magnet. He was, he was a fantastic contributor. Unfortunately, there's probably people screaming out about um, the old efficiency once we get it in Well, there. I think the problem is, one, we're wasteful when we go in. And then two, when we do hit a target... Hogan kicked one goal four. Bradley Hill missed one from the top of the goal square. Luckily, I was down the other end of the field where I was sitting, like, sort of on the 50 behind the goals. I remember watching it going, sweet. Bradley Hill's pretty reliable. Plays on, misses it. I'm like, what are you doing? That is, like, the biggest soda. You just go back and then kick it. Like, it is so hard to miss a set shot from the top of the goal square unless you do something stupid. Just fucking go back. And the biggest, the biggest thing from that is that Ross afterwards talked about just taking 30 seconds. He's like, I don't care how players do it. If they want to run around, if they want to do whatever, I just like to see players take their 30 seconds. Not rush. So that the, yeah, exactly. So that the team and the whole team gets to wind down for 30 seconds. We get a breather. We get a break. Take your, take your shot. However you want to take it, I'm cool with. But... That 30 seconds is so important. Everyone can set up. Everyone can get a breather. Well, you know, the runner gets about, to go out, give the message. How about the people that have just put 10 years hard labour in to get that shot on oh, goal no. get a 30-second yeah. break? Is that that you know, hard to bloody imagine? 
Yeah, give the backline a chance to rub, to you know rub the blood, sweat, and tears away. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on the flip it. side, so obviously we lost by seven points. We're like, oh, God, if Brad Hill just kicked that, Joe Danaher kicked zero goes goals four. So, like, it yeah. wasn't like it was just us being wasteful and we should have won. Like, it was probably both teams. But still, the problem is, yeah, we get we had more inside Mate, 50s. We had more inside Begley. 50s, 56 to 50, and yet we had same amount of scoring shots or, like, one less or whatever and probably a few out in the full. And it's just like, all right, if we're going to be wasteful, when you get a shot from the top of the goal square, you have to kick it. Like, fair enough, we could miss them from 45 and an angle. But, like, we have to get good at kicking the goals that amateur players could kick, which are the ones that Bradley Hill missed. I'm pretty sure Hogan's couple of snaps were from, like, 30-type angle. It's like we have to just kick the goals that everyone, most people in Australia could kick, like, more than 5 out of 10. Like you could give the ball yeah. to Gazman right now and he'd kick that goal, Bradley Hill's goal. Oh. And the disappointing, unfortunately, I think that I wanted to get... Um, the difference in that game for me was old Tipper, old Chicken Curry, Tipper Woody, he kicked three straight. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's almost the difference in a, in, a, in a scrappy game when you've got a small forward like Anthony Tipper Woody kicking kick three straight. Unfortunately, Walters, I feel like Walters is getting dragged too much into the midfield. Mate, Walters just needs to play the footy, hey? Just needs to play yeah, the footy. I, and he gets, he gets, he gets I, sooky. I feel like. He's a sook. Yeah. He gets in a bit of a sooky mood when he goes into the centre too much. Yeah. And it's like when Pavlich was dragged into the centre too much. I feel like he's he's better at home. And if and if he's only got, he got 13, oh, what did he get? 21 disposals. Um on Saturday night, which is which is a good return. But if he gets, he can get ten possessions in the forward line and turn a game on its head. He's a good ball user though, so I do like him in the midfield in terms of him and Mundy are guys with the footy that can use it well. But you know how Mundy just you know plugs away. Walters is like he'll get touched, go down, look at the umpire, sook for five minutes, and then it's like, mate, they've already gone end to end here, like. You can't. Yeah. You can't expect to be respected if you go to ground, look at the umpire, well, and let the other team run away with it. it it's very well, frustrating watching him, it. Though. I don't blame him though. Getting thrown in the middle, his size and his craft and his natural ability isn't in an under. You know. No, no. Like no. He, I blame he, him only for the fact that he can't play the whistle. He's just a, a free kick. Um, he, he plays for free kicks or if he doesn't get a deserved free kick, he can't get over it quick enough to impact the play again. Whereas if you look at Eddie yeah. Betts, you look at the good small forwards play the ball until literally someone either tackles him to the ground, in Eddie Betts' case, and you get caught holding the ball but doesn't get paid, wink, wink, or, um, or basically you just keep playing until someone pulls you up. Whereas Walters goes down, looks at the umpire. The umpire's like, mate, I'm not paying you a free kick. You can't just look at me all the time and want a free kick. And then he misses the ones he should get and he sooks. It's frustrating because he could be so good. Walters could be elite. Yeah, my Well, do you think Do you think he's playing too much time in the midfield? Uh, I don't know. We, we tout him as this, like, gun. If he's going to be a gun, he's going to have to play some midfield time. But I also think we need him in the forward line crumbing. Packs, 
So yeah. the problem is with Walters, I mean, maybe he stopped doing it in the forward line, but he flies for everything. So, I yeah. mean, you have him in the forward line and Hogan and Tabs go up and then Hogan, fly, uh, sorry, and Walters flies over the top and spoils them. So it's like, well, mate, why do we need you in the forward line if you're going to spoil our key forwards, which we have there? You need to stay down. I mean, I think uh, Brandon Matera is the only, like, true small forward that we have. Oh, Switowski's like a pressure forward. But we have two small forwards. Walters is the third. He should be a classy player. I don't know. I don't know what the... the well, I don't, want to, I don't want to move on. I want to stay on the Walters topic. Matera's, just quickly, though, Matera with two goals, one on the weekend. He's having, continuing on with his good form. He's a um, true forward, and and now, like yeah. I think Duck and I say a lot, he's been played as a forward, as a small forward, a forward pocket, and he's like, hey, I can actually kick goals. Yeah. And he's pretty clutch. He just kicks goals. Um, also, so I thought Dooman did pretty well. So Dooman had 21 touches and six tackles, which we were like, Dooman is rip. Um, yeah. And, well, him and Nyhouse are going to just be scrapping it out. I think it's going to be like, Dooman will get suspended, Nyhouse comes in. Nyhouse plays a stinker, Dooman comes in. So Dooman's yeah. just going to be a hard man that just goes punching people, I think. There's... My my point, well, where I was kind of heading with the Walters thing kind of gets around what I was talking and what there was a lot of people crying out over Chera and Brayshaw, um, how they failed to have... Yeah, they have terrible impact of, for many weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But Chera and Brayshaw are two young players trying to come into the side in the same role, I suppose. So you're trying to fit two... Very similar. You'd consider them similar in respects to, you know, two similar midfielders, young, yeah, everything like that. With Walters, oh, the three yeah. of them. One's, one's very much them. an inside grunt work and one's very much an outside, like, winger midfielder. But they're the same, same dude coming into a midfielder, basically, yeah. Trying to roll them all through the midfield, including Walters. Well, so, Chera's trying to get rested on the... They're all trying to get time in the midfield but they're getting rested around the back flank half forward flank yeah I think Duck says this so, a lot often he's like why are Brayshaw and Chera in the midfield at the same time it's like we're going to lose that yeah so it should be like Mundy, Fife, Chera and then if you know Mundy comes out Conker like another experienced player goes in a defensive player and then Brayshaw can come in like it should always be like two and one if that makes sense yeah, well, that's it. Frustrates me that it seems like the dynamic or, um, around those two Blakely. constantly being in. But yeah, Blakely might even things up now. But I'm not into dropping them. I'm not into. Well, I think I the question mark is if it's they're not handling it or are they being played out of position. So if you start playing them as midfielders, um, like like properly rather than trying to play them in this, like, graveyard shift forward flank role where it's a hot yeah. mate. It's the worst position to play in footy. You just you run up and back a million times, never get the footy. The team kicks a goal. You're like, yay. And everyone's like, mate, you didn't do anything there. It's like, yeah, I know. But I had to run out of the space. So you're sprinting, like, away from the footy half the time. It's a, it's a graveyard shift, that, that position. It's only very few players play it and stand out. And it's what it's what we've basically killed Michael Barlow's career with, is playing the graveyard yeah. shift forward flank role, and um, 
now like and then he went and played midfield and got forty touches again. It's like obviously guy can play, but only very few people can play that forward flank role. So I don't know. Maybe it's a positional thing. Maybe one can go back to waffle. Like it's they, they shouldn't be immune to going back for waffle just because they're top two, ten draft picks. Yeah. At the same time, they're going to get their best development playing cr- like average games in AFL rather than like getting 20, 25 touches in the waffle so against Brumbies. Yeah, my 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 thing isn't with like there's a you can drop them. That's not what, but. The whole rotation, especially when they play up forward, they might be rotating with Walters or Fife. So when someone comes hot out the middle and, and teams are, are playing for that, so a Fife might roll forward and teams will have plans in place, they'll roll out with um, Brayshaw or they'll roll out with Chera. Then when they come back in, it's like, all right, the Frio mids are rotating into the forward and they also sat that good defender. So it's just like you've got two players that are, that are playing like a super key role that rotating forward or, or moving around. Yeah. I don't know whether yeah, five might not get, get much of the ball, it's, you mean. Yeah, it's just like it's such a difficult role for them that they're, they're just it's it's just super difficult to have two of them. You know what I mean? That they're, they're cycling in this midfield to forwards with Walters and Fife or they're going back. But you know how that rotation would work. It just their day never seems to get easier. I know it's good for development. It's just difficult to have two. It's, it's yeah. my issue. You've got two. Yeah, 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 it's the problem we got when we traded well off for a <laughs> second pick. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the best way. Everyone's going to be an expert in this, and everyone's going to be like, we should do X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. Personally, I think they're going to develop quicker in AFL. We know they're probably better than a lot of the other guys that we've got, so we should probably play them over someone else that's got 20 touches in Waffle. Um, I think that if they really do need a rest, then they should have a week off, not just go down and play Waffle. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I think it's hard from the outside to know. So, like, what if Chera was spending a lot of time with the trainer every week to get up for his games? Then it's like it's a different story. But if they're both yeah. cherry ripe every week, then maybe one of them needs to play Waffle. I like. We don't know. And it's very hard to tell from the outside without the inside info where yeah. they're like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with each week to get, get up. So, yeah. Difficult to know their roles as well. And, yeah, exactly. They might be they're... saying, look, we want you to play yeah. this half-forward role, which is a decoy role. You need to learn how to play a decoy. I just seem like for them, I'd just be off it. I'd be like, God, go from here into the mids, like centre bounce. I'm like, man, can I just sit on a forward, forward pocket and slot a few sozzies? Mate, Brayshaw is allergic to sozzies. The amount of times that he's missed either a running or a set shot on goal from like 30 metres. Like he, his goal or two this year have been play-ons, either Joey the Goose or he played on from 10 or 15. Oh, so you touched on you touched on this rumour, a rumour mill that went around talking about Andy. Um, what was that? He, that he had the best, the best skills of the family. Yeah, and he's... So that, the, the thing yeah, was... That came directly, that came directly from... That was from my brother. That was from Whitey. But yeah, but the thing was... Yeah, he. They all said he's got the best skills in the family, but he's like being yeah. woeful in AFL. So they're not sure whether that's either Frio, yeah. like not practicing, or just like, you know, some people have very good skills in juniors. Tom Swift. I played footy with Tom Swift, and he was one of the most skillful people I've ever played football with. Yeah. And in AFL, everyone booed like Eagles fans booed him for being so bad at kicking. 
And it's like, I don't think that's, I think that there's some conversion thing or he is a confidence thing or it's a mental thing. But I don't know what Brayshaw's thing is. Well, the last positive one, um, I mean, we're, we're all disappointed, but we'll move on. It was great to see, mate, the surfer. Surf's up. Yeah, and he looked like he'd, he'd slotted back in pretty nicely. Like, you didn't notice him. It, like, he did some really good things and you didn't notice any bad things. Mate, 20 possessions. I think he went at 80%. Mm. Efficiency. He, he, he will be able to give him three or four games and he'll, yeah. and he'll be like, yes, Brayshaw's back. Yeah, big... Big body. Um, this could be his week, actually. Yeah. So it's good to see. Good to see Blakely. Um, we'll we'll move on. That's mate. That's deep footy talk that I'll talk mate, got into. We don't yeah. often get to twenty four minutes, and we're still talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> mate, a lot going on in there. Well, a lot of frustrated fans on three back of three losses, but it's a. It seems positive. Like there's a lot of good, um, even though it's three losses. I feel like. Yeah, it's we're, three losses, but in, in, in perspective, we're what, four and five? Are we four and five? Mate, we lost by 60 points this time last season oh, to yeah. Sydney. Well, that was the thing. I think we were having this chat with Duck and noobs and stuff where it was like, people are like, we are terrible. And it's like, well, in all, like, in all due respect, we have been losing, we've been in every, uh, Duck and I spoke about this, we have been a sniff up to the final 10 minutes in every game this year. We've won yeah. four. We should have probably won five or six. And yeah. we could have won. It, like Duck said, if we kick 12 goals a game, we'd be seven and two, which is crazy talk. Um, yeah. But I think we can't be too short-sighted in that no. We were getting pummeled last year. We either won by a goal or we got pummeled last year. We were off the park. Yeah, we it was over by halftime in many games. The last frustrating year. thing is that we've got the sniff. That's the frustrating. And that's thing. what. And but I get that's, that. that's the thing that is that. also awesome. But it makes us forget where we've come yeah. from. Not ten games ago, <laughs> like literally hey, ten the, games end of ago. The day, End of the day, you ask any Docker supporter at the start of the season, we lose to Adelaide away, Essendon away, and Richmond at home, and you'll say we will, they're tough games to win. At the start of the season, you'd be like, they are yeah. probably some uh, tough I ones completely to win. agree. It, it, and we're in it with a sniff, and it's a sniff that it's a double. It's a, it's, it's, it's a double. A double-edged sword, sword is the Mate. sniff because getting a sniff and means you put a one. Oh. And, to be honest, I'm pretty sure you and I spoke about this and we were saying, we want sniffs. We want to be in oh. games and we want to be the Brisbane of 2018 who had heaps of sniffs and now they've developed and they've got a few extra players and now they're pretty good. Lo and behold, we play them this week. But you know what I mean? Death like we were, Everyone last year was like, Brisbane won like five games last year or whatever they won, but they were in a lot of games. And everyone was like, they've developed heaps. Even though their record isn't better, They like it's... The in, that were well, not even intangible. It's like their defense is way better. They're not letting teams flog them. You know, they're competitive. And competitive is probably the word. We are very competitive this year. Yeah. I wouldn't want we to play us. We just need polish. That's what man. I like we most. just need yeah. polish. I wouldn't want to play us either. Because you're like, what? Are they going yeah. to hit that target and bloody kick 10 goals in a quarter on us? Or are they going to miss it and we're going <laughs> to... Yeah. 
Oh, man, who knows? Two double fifties away. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, death by polish. Snitch. It's polish. Should we go through his listeners' questions? We only had two. Yeah. Considering we didn't ask for them, it's a pretty good response. We didn't ask yeah. them. We got DM'd. This is great. I love it. DM right. us as much as you want. Like, Monkey and I check these. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first one's from Max Phillips. Well, it's literally the first one, the most recent one. So, Maxi um, must work night shifts, but he, he um, pardon me, g'day, got a question for the pod, but I might be asleep when you guys ask. I was at the Bombers Best Freo game on Saturday night. Mate, should have hit me up. I was pretty, I was pretty blind at the game, though. I am pretty new to watching Freo games live in another state. Does... Does the other team's supporters always call for holding the ball as soon as a player lays a finger on it? I thought they were ruthless in wanting free kicks for everything. Thoughts? That is literally AFL teams. I think, Max, yeah. now now look at the next fruit. Like this week, if you go to the game, Max, look at the Dockers fans as soon as anyone gets tackled where a free player lays a tackle. Everyone will be like, ball. And then everyone will be angry that we didn't get the free. But... I. In saying that, there were Essendon fans, particularly around me. I had some Dockers fans behind me, which are pretty cool, and we were like d- discussing the game and stuff, and we were like very realistic about it. And then Essendon fans in front of us would be like, "Boo!" and we'd be like, "What, mate? Like you didn't get one free kick? Like, yeah." The umpiring wasn't ideal, and I don't think we got screwed in the umpiring either. But there was like some clear free kick, like Docker free kicks missed. And Essendon fans would be like, way, yay, like Bronx cheer. Everyone would be like, oh, yeah, lucky you finally got one, boys. Like, it's been a rough run. All those, like, missed free kicks in front of goal. Must be terrible. Well, two things happen when I'm at the game. It's the first noise is ball, and the second one is the person behind me saying, sit down. Sit down. I'm like, sit hold down. the ball. Stop, stop standing up, mate. I'm like, we're holding the ball. Mate, sit down. Yet. Yeah, a lot of ball. Ball mate, is ball pretty exciting. <laughs> mate, ball is one of the more exciting. It's like the biggest. Everyone's inclusive in ball. Ball. I'm always. I'm like fucking ball. Fucking oh yeah, ball. yeah. I get very aggressive. I do think that over east, so there's a lot of deliberates. You always hear deliberates because I always get good gag responses when like someone just does a shit kick and I'm like, deliberate. What about, what about when someone like just has a shit kick on goal and people are like, deliberate. (laughs) Yeah. That's good gags. I got good gags for that. My second best gag response at a game, this was all time. This was actually a good joke that people would be like, oh, wasn't that funny, but it was. I was at an Eagles game and Chris Judd had just come back from Carlton to play And it was when Juddy had the hell beard going on and, and he ran out just in front of us and people were like, all right, Juddy this, Juddy that. And I was like, Juddy, you clown, your hair's on upside down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, just, what about this? Mate, so, you know, um, Fritz from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So I went to a game with a mate last year uh, in Brisbane. So it was Brisbane versus Melbourne at the Gabba. And um, there was a Melbourne supporter sitting behind us. And we were, like, we were pretty blind. We had like a footy game that day. And then we like we had a few beers. And then we were going to like a Hawaiian party after. So I was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt over like a Melbourne <laughs> Guernsey. And <laughs> we're at this game just heckling basically. And um, Fritz did a really shit kick. And I was like, oh, mate, Fritzel. 
back into the like basement with that kick, mate. <laughs> so you remember Joseph Fritzel? <laughs> and this dude behind me just like, oh, in front of us, just looked around and goes, mate, that's amazing. <laughs> like got really excited. I was like, I'm definitely stealing that. So, all right, mate, you can steal the Fritzel. Back into the basement, boy. That's a bit boy. too... Uh, too what? Too risque? A bit too political. Yeah, oh, a bit mate, too risque. Speaking of Nothing political, like we never set, talked about what we want Duck to ask in the press conferences. Oh, well, I've got no... I can't play the song again, but... Can, <laughs> You're the best But we've got the most around. exciting... No one's ever going to bring exciting, you down. Yeah, go The on. most exciting, um, I suppose, feedback we've ever got. Basically, Duck... We want you to ask Ross Lyon if he's actually fucked Paul Ruse, please. No, that's not what I was segueing into at all. Okay. Do not ask that. But anyway, side note. Anyway, so one of the best things. So last week or the week before, I think it was. I think it was most weeks this year. I've said, mate, it's the historic. I've said how funny it would be if someone listened to Dog Talk without listening to Purple Rain, and we Mm -hmm. spoke about some possibilities last week. Anyway. During the week, we get a DM from one of the biggest legends, Damien Trevenin. I'll read it to you right now. Ha, read it live. Ha ha. I think I'm actually the guy you described at the start of your latest podcast. I'm a WA yep. boy, but I live in Amsterdam. So accessing good WA footy meter isn't that littered with knick-knack lookalike stories is limited. Noted he called us good. He called us yeah. good. So I searched for Frio Dockers, etc. on my podcast app and found Dork Talk. Maybe I misspelled Dockers. I don't know. He definitely did. He definitely did. I did the search. I did the search. You he did had it. To spell I it love wrong. it. Yeah. I was, oh, like, man, I was like, man, that's, that's crazy. Imagine if we came up, you search Dockers, we don't come up. Purple Man didn't come up. <laughs> Mate, I think you have to pay Google to come up like... I don't know. We're not paying Google. I pay 16 a month for this shit. I'm not paying Google for better services. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then he says, yes, the quality was somewhat underproduced, but I fucking uh, but I fucking love underproduced black metal, so maybe that's why it's fine with me. I listened maybe a year. I heard a couple of references to the Purple Rain, but one you specifically said that you were the number one or two Docker's specific pod or something like that. Oh, man, that's the best. That's what we were talking about. We were like, imagine imagine when people are like, I don't know what this other podcast they keep, we're like, who the hell's Duck and Oz? <laughs> it exists. It did. And you know oh, what? that's we so them. good. We plugged them. So we plugged in We literally have made Purple Rain. They owe us a cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, they owe us one question, but you're not getting that question that you proposed before. Yeah, true. Maybe. One question. I reckon Maybe. they do owe us one question. Um, so I looked up Purple yeah, Rain that's... and now I listen to both weekly. It's sick listening to both and getting cross-references. Was living in the dark for a while when you talk about Duck and Oz thinking, why the fuck are they talking about their mates as if we should know them? <laughs> <laughs> Intro is the best. S Hill off the bench, greatest day of my life, mate. I I still really like listening to the intro of our thing. Oh, Damien, I really agree oh. that the um the Geelong game, that play, listening, watching it and listening to it is unreal. Keep it up, boys. He says, love it. Kisses, Damo. Damo, you have made like you literally made. So, so, Monkey, you received this. You sent it to me and Dark. 
Duck and I like lost, like individually lost it, and then texted each other individually. I'm pretty sure we're like, "That is mental." That is literally what we've been talking about for so long that somebody was listening to Dog Talk without Purple yeah. Rain and just being like, "And he referred to us as good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. I've got that in writing. Thank you, Damo. Uh, yeah, exactly, Damo. This is literally why we do the podcast for dudes like you in Amsterdam that need some like yeah. shitty banter about footy that doesn't isn't like people jacking off Nick Nat all the time. I bet he can't go to the local pub and ask for the Dockers to get turned on. No, it's not unlike being in Brisbane, really. But anyway, uh, mate, where were you when Hill kicked? Were you at the game? When no, no, no. So my old, my old man was there. I was working the bar at our uni footy club in um, in Perth and I was like, I worked the bar. We had like a final that day. I'm pretty sure we lost the final but I was behind the bar. I had about maybe 10 to 12 free pure blondes myself watching it on the TV in the club room and I was getting so fired. I don't think I served anybody for the last quarter uh, as the only bartender. Um, fuck, it was so exciting. Because I was like, all right, I gotta go down and help the footy club out. It's a Saturday Arvo. It was Saturday Arvo, I'm pretty sure. It was. And then we won. Man, it was unreal. Mate, I remember it. I was working in Port Hedland. I worked the Saturday, and I didn't give us much of a sniff. And um, the boys started. I was checking the score, and I was like, "We're in, we're in." And I was like, "We better go watch the last quarter." down at the pub so we all finished a bit early I got down there I still remember sitting at the bar just watching it on the TV and I just remember talking to a few people and they were like kind of watching it and I was like yeah it's exciting and then I just see Steve because the camera just swiped like yeah. you don't because you're not at the game it goes so, and then it just and you're like my God. just thumped it yeah and then, and then it's suddenly like, oh, Steve and he like, pops sweet. on the bench Pops off the bench. It's like it was the best thing because you think like another another boundary throw in, sweet setup. Set oh, up, so we'd already like, been like, oh, sweet, well done, and then it was like the biggest yeah. icing on the cake. And you're like, my god, like that we'd and won the game. Like running. we're like, oh, good lord. And the best was so I remember watching this video where Ross Lyon was questioned about that, and they played the video, and he was like, well, in my head, I was like. Hey, uh, Sheridan, how about you don't call for the hand pass and try and shepherd or something? <laughs> he was like, mate, don't give it to Sheridan. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Shero oh, was man. like running behind, running next to him like, hey, and then he like blocked and shepherded at the last, last minute. And it just went through. It just it sailed through. And it was, it just you know what? Through. It was polish. That was the last bit of polish I think we've had as a club was just, you know, that polish to just run kick at the goal. And you're like... That's when Geelong were our little pussycats. That's we, we used to, to love oh, beating man, Geelong. we used to beat them so hard. They were like... Purr, we used to beat purr. them like Duck beats his meat, mate. Oh, man. Oh, mate. Like a free... Like a half-price pizza at the bloody... Like, like a little meat box at the South... Um, what is it? The Shented Park uh, kebab <laughs> shop. Mate, meat boxes don't go down easy. I'll give you a tip. <laughs> don't go down like a, like a, like a pile of meat they are. Uh, but anyway, Damo, uh, thank you very much, mate. We made that yeah, day. I hope you keep listening and we do it for you. We do it yeah. for guys like you and Max. Yeah. Which is a bit sad, but at the same time very exciting. I love so only. duck so <laughs> duck on the um duck on the on the purple rain was like how when they had their event at 
the Newport, he was like, I actually really love where you go and chat to these people that you've never met, that hear you talk for ages. And then you realize you have heaps in common with them because you're just these big Frio tragics. <laughs> and, you know, the yeah. amount of times at games I talk to people about the Dockers and I'm like, you have so much in common with these people, even though you've never met, just because you've literally, you've obsessed about the same thing for six months a year for like 20 years. So you're yeah, like, we long. have way too, like we can talk about, do you remember the time that, and like some obscure, like Justin Longmuir kicked the goal or like, you know, the time the umpire took the mark when, uh, <laughs> you remember that, when the umpire marked it? Yeah, he handballed it off. That's one of the first games I went to live. Oh, really? That was Brad Weirer yeah. who was supposed to mark that one day. My old man sat next, sat next to Brad Weirer at like a fundraiser for, a, I think it was a business thing, not a Freo thing. And he was like, mate, he texted me. He's like, well, mate, Brad Weirer's here. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Ask him about the umpire mark incident. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, Brad Weirer was like, yeah, mate, I was pretty filthy with that. Like I sort of needed that mark. <laughs> he reckons he was like Man, struggling we- for his spot. At that game, that was like, it might have been my first or second game, I asked, I asked, I didn't go with my dad, but I asked where the commentators were. I was like, why can't you hear them? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty sweet if you could hear the commentators over the ground. Well, that's what I was like. I was like, you can't hear the commentators. I was like, there's no noise. And they're like, no, you don't get commentators when you come live. And I was a little kid, I was like, where are they? Where's Bruce? I don't want Bruce. Get, bring yeah. Dennis Kometi back. Dennis Kometi was a professional commentator, and now he's gone <sighs> forever. What's he doing? Like, I, like Fox don't, Footy and Channel 7 should be don't, paying him don't. a million a season just to commentate maybe 10 games. Just say, don't all right, $100,000 a game. I reckon people would don't tune in. The amount of people that say they tune out because of the commentary is unreal. And it's like, oh, yeah, the commentary sucks. Let's get an ex- another ex-player like Wayne Carey in that literally sucks. He's literally a can criminal. I tell, you about the, can I tell you about the Facebook comment? Wayne, you know Wayne Carey gave... I think... Uh, did I do it last episode where Wayne Carey gave the whack to someone for shouldn't have hit this person? What, gave the whack to his that. missus? And then someone Facebook commented and said, at least he doesn't hit his missus. Yeah. Well, literally, like he's literally a criminal and he's like, oh yeah, nah, like I reckon, nah, like, oh yeah, yeah, nah. Like literally living in Brisbane, I hear people on the radio and stuff talk about NRL and they're like, some guy will come in with a massive elbow like behind play and be like, oh yeah, nah, like that was pretty, that was all right. Like you, oh, you can't be too soft in this game. And then like I listen to the players, they get onto AFL now and it's Wayne Carey saying that, Campbell Brown, uh, all these like brutes that are like not very intelligent. The best ones are like the Dal Santos and stuff who are actually like seem like pretty clever dudes and they can talk about the game and stuff. They're like, like Dal Santo is actually, although he's got a little girly voice, he can discuss the game really well. I actually quite like oh. talking about, uh, listening to Dal Santo. I love how these players get like Ben Dixon. He's now a sharpshooter. Yeah, he's been well-renowned as a sharp now, shooter since, yeah, like 10 years after since he Since he joined yeah, Fox exactly. he's, a, he's a powerhouse forward now. It's like, was he? Yeah. But how long is his highlight? His highlight reel is literally like 15 seconds. Ben Dixon wasn't bad, but yeah, I don't know. But he's sort of like a Luke Bruce. Yeah, 
but yeah, we'll get off topic with more of that. But let's dive into our what's our next I segment? We got Ruffy's Club, bro. Oh, next song. Here we go. We'll try it again. Audio could cut out here for all we know, but let's chance it. Chance it. Chance it. And he bought a cigarette and asked me for a bag. Like the old gambler. We should have. Um, I got some, I got some, I got some uh, music too. Ready? No, don't start your... I call him Gambler! (laughs) (laughs) So when we were discussing... Gambler! Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. I said, Juddy, what audio are we going to have to to start the Ruffies Club? We should get something. I said, oh, Gambler from Kenny Rogers, that'd be sweet. Everyone knows that song would be awesome. Juddy was like... You know what? We'll do the Simpson bit where Homer Simpson shouts the gambler. Like this. Brother, I call him Gambler! And it's... <laughs> I agree. I we should do that. That's... No, I... But, see, look, I can play the gambler and we can talk about gambling. You're just blatting out a Simpsons episode. I call him Gambler! <laughs> So anyway, right, so last week you, you went Melbourne, who just, like we're pretty admirable, went down, and I went Freo, who were very admirable and went down. So we had two losses last week. Can we just talk about how we discussed we'd play this song? But you <laughs> I was always going to ram that in. You really, I hope you realise that from a very early time when we, just, when we were in brackets discussing it. I was like, yeah, right, monkey. <laughs> For the two minutes before the show, we were discussing. I was like, yeah, and when you were like, Juddy, don't do that. I was like, okay, I definitely will not do that. (laughs) People are probably worried now that every time I introduce an audio, you might just ransack it with like a Simpsons quote. People are worried or people are excited? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's move into, who did I have last week? You had Melbourne against Eagles and I had Freo. Uh, We both lost, but we both were pretty admirable. Melbourne did pretty well. Um, Melbourne could have won that game and Frio definitely could have won. So, oh, well, well that was pretty good, Ruffy's bets. Um, all right, I'll let you pick first this week and then we'll go into Leone's line. I haven't got sports bets. All right, well, yet. I'll pick first. I was seriously looking at Carlton at $3 versus the Saints. Although, uh, yeah. I don't trust Carlton. So maybe I'll go Ruse at two twenty five versus the Dogs. I'm going Sydney 260. Versus Collingwood? Check. Yeah, I think Sydney oh, uh, Buddy's man, back. Really? You reckon? Yeah, I've tipped him as well. I've tipped him. That's my upset. I've gone favourites everywhere else. That's my roughie. Okay, okay. All right. I'll go the Ruse at 225 and you go Sydney. And be careful because Carlton will lose this week and then next week they play Essendon and they always beat Essendon. What does Sydney pay? Um, man, they're paying two sixty. Two sixty is not bad. Well, if you go through this, it's actually a real tight week. Gold Coast at five dollars twenty is a big odd. Um, it's actually well, Carlton are at three dollars, so you're the second. So Carlton no, at three dollars, Gold Coast at. You boner. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. So there's actually not that. The biggest roughie this week, if you go, is Gold Coast at five twenty. Gold Coast to beat Geelong at home. Geelong get the job done. Gold Coast just need to play a team to get the job done. They lose. Like, Frio playing them was the worst possible thing. We can't get the job done. 
Um, no. So Leone's line this week. So the Freo line is Freo minus 6.5 points, meaning Freo would have to win by seven points or more. I think that's a pretty good line. Leone, if I was you, I would take Freo in that line with your $10 bet this week. Um, what happens when you push push the old line up? Push it out to a safety barrier. As in push Freo to a positive or as in yeah, get... No, swing it. Swing, swing it. it to make I reckon, two I, I reckon 13, 14 points you'd get like probably $2.10, $2.20. And that's probably not a bad line. Um, I, if Freo are going to win, they'll win by more than 12 points, probably. Mm. So, you could double that. Um, but, Leone, if you were going to take 11. line betting, because you've recently taken up line betting, and you're a responsible gambler, even though we encourage irresponsible gambling, you have still been a responsible mm-hmm. gambler. And I would say Freo minus 6.5. I reckon we win by 7 points or more. If we don't, then... You know, my TV and my phone might break, but that'll be an impact story. It's not, yeah. All right, do you want a little quiz, mate? Oh, we were going to do... I should have done an audio intro for this big segment. We'll do it. I can't. I can't Google it that quickly. That's all right. We'll just do Indigenous questions. What would you do? Indigenous... What would you do? We come from a land down under. No, we've done Yothi Yothi Treaty. 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 It's a bit of a treaty season. Treaty. All right. People love the audio intros that we're doing. Everyone's down there. I know. Yeah, I agree. So, but we, eight, we got another quiz, and quizzes are always better when they're hosted by Juddy, because when I do them, I crumble under pressure. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> and I don't, I don't organise them properly, I don't do them properly, and the answers are always incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Questioning you about the answers, I was like, I'm pretty sure that guy is that number. And you're like, nope, he's yeah. number one, as is this other player yeah. that's also number one. I'm like a, I'm like a fill-in teacher that's just wrong. It's <laughs> 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 like, are you sure? You like, as a yeah. substitute teacher is a pretty funny thing. Anyway, all right, so Indigenous rounds, so Indigenous questions, basically. Uh, oh, a lot no, of them that's... a lot of them relate to Freo. They're not that. They're, they're, well, some of them are hard, but I don't expect you to get some of them. Some of them are more like, I found it interesting, oh, so I, I included hope they're all hard. All right. I'm sweating. Who was the first Indigenous AFL player to play 300 games? Not Dockers player. I will give you a tip. He was a Bombers player. Port Adelaide? And Port Adelaide. Oh, yeah, it's, um, he won a Brownlow. He did win a Brownlow. He's got a long name. His first name is Gavin. Gavin Wanganine. It is Gavin Wanganine. All right, what about this? First Indigenous player to win a Brownlow. Apparently it wasn't Wanganine. It was Adam Goods. I did this random online quiz. It must have been Wanganine because Wanganine played before Goods. So how's so this is that that's why I found it funny. So I did this online quiz. I was like looking for questions about indigenous stuff and they were like, first indigenous player to win a Brownlow. And it was like Wanganine wasn't in there and Goods was. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Wanganine like I just made this question yeah. about it. But yeah, Goods was the second, obviously. All right, who is who has played the most games for Freo? Who is indigenous? He's a legend as well, it, and he has a photo with Juddy. Johnson. Yeah, MJ two forty four. All right, who is second most? He is still Roger Hayden. No, he's still a current player at second. 
has a. Can I get a tip? He has a. He may have been mentioned earlier in this episode. No, oh, that makes it harder for me. Really? He may have what? kicked a inspirational goal in a crucial final. Oh, yeah, Stephen <laughs> yeah, Hill. Yeah, Stephen Hill. I was going to say that. 203 games, his second most AFL game. So he could he could eclipse MJ if he actually gets through his quad. Um, third is a legend. I won't even ask you about third and fourth. So third, Anthony Grover, who I reckon is a dockery docker, like top 10 dockery dockers, top five maybe. And then fourth is also awesome in Troy Cook. 150 games he played, fourth most Indigenous uh, yeah, games. Cook Troy Cook plays golf at Royal Fremantle and my old man plays with him sometimes. He reckons he gets around him. I used to love Troy Cook, man. He was so fit and so tough. With the dreadies. He was made out of lead, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how he, I didn't even think he would run into players Grover and kill in, people. Yeah. Grover played 202 games. Anyway. Uh, all right. So four Indigenous players were listed by us but never played a game. Do you have any idea of any of them? Not a fucking chance, man. All right. So one of them was a guy called Joel Horton. One was called Darren Capewell, I'm pretty sure. And then there was two Moorishes, Nathan Moorish and Caleb Moorish. Never played a game. Two Indigenous players only ever played one game. No idea? They were around that early 2000s time when you would have been finally watching. One was Clayton Collard, who I'm pretty sure we, we took with pick 17 or like a first round pick. <laughs> And then the other one was Casey Sibisado. He ended up playing at Mount Lawley Amateur Football Club against us a few times in the Uni Footy Club. All right, these are more relevant questions. All right, how many Indigenous players are on the freer list currently, like active players on the main list? 13? No, not anymore because we lost quite a few because MJ and Daniel Pierce and different dudes left last year and Brady... Brady Gray. So we only have eight this year. Oh. Um, and then how many Indigenous players are selected in the team this week? That's the 25-man squad this week. Five? Six. Can you, na- can oh. you name them? Oh, this would be a bit embarrassing. Bradley Hill, Definitely. one of Walters. Yes, yes. That's two. Um... Think back line. Yeah. Think back line. There's three in the back line. Uh, I don't want to get... Nah, see, this is where Key I get posts out, in the back line. One and two. Like, it... Nah, this is where Alex I get Pierce. out for me. <laughs> yeah, see, Pierce and Hamling. Yes, Pierce and Hamling. And yeah, then one more. Think of a yeah. running defender that Wilson. we have. Wilson, yeah. And then yeah. think of our yeah. best forward of the last few weeks. He's got the name. Yeah, he's got the name of a famous indigenous family. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I wanted to say that, but I was like, so I get a bit of stage fright. Because Brandon Matera is, I think, second cousins with the famous Matera's, yeah. or like his cousins. I thought Hamling and Pierce, but yeah, yeah got a bit of stage fright. Right, who are the ones that but, aren't playing? Huh? Who are the ones that aren't playing? The two. Oh, not a chance, mate. Well, there's that guy Hill. that I think's Indian. Cut, yeah. Uh, Jason Carter, he's a rookie this year, so I didn't Jason include him. Carter. But then Benel, mate. Benel's the other one. Benel. And Stephen. And Stephen. So we got nine, but Carter's yeah. a rookie this year, so I didn't put him. So that's eight. Hamling, Hamling appears pretty rowdy, though. I knew Hamling was. Um, 
Yeah, they're just those those ones that you would guess based on their skin tone. But there's a lot of people with like lighter skin tone. When you think about it, like I have dark dark enough skin tone that if I said said I was an indigenous, you'd be like, okay. So I think people that go off skin tone alone, you like you can't go off skin tone. Maybe it's like it's they, where, maybe your, that's why they move they move so well man. as defenders. What do you mean? Well, they're just like they're so silky as big white men or like white looking men. <laughs> white looking men. Um, yeah, well, clearly now I get it. Yeah, do you get it? All right. What do you think about yeah. this week, mate? We've got a few ins. Do you want me to read them? Oh. God, I thought that was another question. No, 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 no that's that done. Quiz? That's the quiz. So how many Indigenous players have we got this oh. week? We've got six Indigenous players this week, man. There aren't, so there aren't that many Indigenous players in the AFL. I think like 5% of the AFL, like some percentage around that is Indigenous. There's not that many. And we have six players out of 22. So we have like 30% of our team playing this week. It's Indigenous. Pretty rowdy. We've always been a very Indigenous team. And I'm really glad, I think Duck called for last year, I'm really glad that Freo are playing a home game in Indigenous round because we are bloody the Indigenous team if no other team is. And, and like, the 30% that are playing are not just on the fringe or anything. They're called... Alex Pierce, Hamling, Wilson, Bradley Hill, Walters, and then Brandon. They're like six of our best eight players. (laughs) And Fife and Mundy in. Are sure Mundy's not a little bit indigenous? He plays silky oh, enough, mate. mate. He plays silky enough. I was almost going to bring him in the quiz. <laughs> yeah. He, um, oh, mate, I, I reckon he should just... I try, any tribe would be happy to have Mundy, I think. I'd love him to have, I'd love him in my tribe anyway. All right. Well, this week against Brisbane? Definitely. So... Um, did you see my popular, my popular comment that... Popped up on Facebook. Did you <laughs> yeah. like it? What was it, mate? Talk us through it. Um, I finally got a post on to if you're on the yeah, Facebook get it, group. Yeah, purple army. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it up and read it up. Man, it's taken me so long to get a question posted. Um, so yeah, I only yeah, I don't want to post questions. So my co- well, my cousin just funny was, stuff. Yeah, uh, funny. Comment mainly it's like trolls versus like is that guy serious or is that guy a troll? Like it's too hard to tell if that guy you're like so do I feel sorry Dockers, or Hopefully at some point in the last quarter when the Dockers are up by ten goals, Neil gets a mark forty five meters out, tied on the boundary, and we can all stand and appreciate him as he kicks it out on the full. Yeah, that's good. That's Mate, you can't get around that, Johnny. You've got to get I around like it. That. It was good. I did. I liked it. I thought. Yeah. Well, that's my feeling for the game. Look, I really hope we win this, and we should win this if we deserve. If we deserve to be a better team than we thought we were, like at the beginning of the year, we should win this game. Um, the additions. So, of course, we're playing Sunday at midnight. Um, <laughs> three twenty games, three twenty game, five twenty in Brisbane, mate. In the future, I'll tell you what the score is Jesus. at halftime when the game starts. Yeah. Um, While I'm yeah. <laughs> um, so Griffin Logue, Cam McCarthy, Mitchell Crowder, Bailey Banfield, and Brett Bewley, or if Duck was here, Brett Bruley, and Tabs, who's hurt his foot um, and out for the season. Poor Tabs. Although we didn't cover that. Yeah. So I reckon Tab's being out of the season, although it's like pretty horrible that a contested beast is out. Contested marking beast. Let me c- 
clarify that. It's out for the season. I don't think it's that catastrophic anymore now that we have cover. Like, so say Hogan's the key forward now. Um, Cox was in last week. Uh, Cam McCarthy can play. Cam McCarthy, when he last came in in round one, kicked five goals as the third forward. So don't rule Cam McCarthy he's out. Kicked, he's kicked 10 goals for the year. I know he had that one big game, but... Um, he kicked half I'm of him sure the last Hogan's time he kicked, came in as the third forward. Yeah, I know, but Hogan's only kicked eight. Uh, Tabernard's only kicked 12. So... Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I'd be happy if Cam McCarthy comes in for Tabs as the obvious replacement for forward to forward. But then maybe, I don't know, Griffin Lode comes in for somebody. Who else is on the extended bench? Like Griffin Lode could um, come in for like Chero or someone and just give him, give yeah. him a little resty. A little rest. Who knows? I, I, hope, I hope from our entries, our pressure and everything, some, some midfield players start getting up and about and slotting a few, like... Mundy might start We're, slotting a few. Connor Blakely might start slotting a few. Five might start slotting to a few. To be honest, Walters. Though, we're a better team by three or four goals at home. Like, even against Richmond, when we got beaten, we scored like 80 points or something. This is a must win. This is a must win. And so it should be. I reckon every game's a yeah. must win. We're a team that's, that keeps winning eight games a season. We have, we have to win some games. Start winning these games, you crabs. Start kicking goals this from the goal square, win. Brad Hill. This is a game where I feel like Ross Lyon pre-game. I'm sure he blo- like everyone's like Ross Lyon's a pussy. I'm sure he blasts them. <laughs> like I'm sure they they come out being like, "Good God, there's like spit all over their face and stuff." But pre-game, I'd be like, "All right, guys. Firstly, number one rule, like effort is really important. Like let's bring effort. Two, how about when you have a shot to kick a goal?" go back and do what's right and kick the goal and give the rest of the team a reprieve. I'd be like, how about that's number two focus this week? Number three, how about when you have the football and you're passing it to a teammate, you pass it to them how you would like to receive it. So you don't just go and shit all over the ball and then... Treat others how you want to be treated. How about you pass the ball to a teammate with a little bit of polish and then we come out and win by a thousand points if we do that. It would seem. It'd be. I. I really do feel like we're on the. We're on the. There's pl- Look, there's plenty. As as crap as losing three games is, we've lost three games, and I've been like almost. When the dust settles, I think I speak with you a lot often when the dust settles, and it's like, I'm not that fast about losing a game by. If we lose this goal. one though, I'll be hell fast. I'll be very fast. This is this is like the Gold Coast game where we just need to get it done. Like just get it done dirty. I don't like I'm sick of like reassuring losses. We just need to get this done. We need to win this game. Yeah. Win this game. This do not this come out and get is. blown away in the first quarter, Freo, or I swear to God I will be down there and I will spank your little butts with a paddle. Or you'll be getting a paddling. Yeah. Jaddy and I will be coming to question time. Yeah, we will. Are we regardless of purple rain pass or not? <laughs> oh, we'll be next. Don't you worry about that. It'll be it'll be me on Juddy's shoulders, dressing as duck Tommy. with a big jacket on, <laughs> with, with sunglasses on in the middle. Yeah, going in saying we're from we're, we're from, from the doctors. We just got a quick tall talk and it'll, <laughs> tall talk. <laughs> 
And then when we get in and finally get to answer our question, we will rip the jacket off and both rain down hell. Yeah, purple rain. On, yeah, even though Ross will probably just avoid our question. Ross will be like, oh, dog talk talkers are here. <laughs> like, yeah, I did fuck Ross that time. <laughs> We were like, yes, Ross, that's all we wanted to know. Oh, man. It doesn't, yeah. So but good. always here to improve um, I just punched myself in the microphone, the, by the way. Sorry about that sound. Improve the... But, um, nah, as as supporters, I think everyone speaks. Hopefully, we come back next week with a win. Yeah, look, we deserve a win. We're, gonna, we're due a win. We're three losses and a win. Come on. Yeah, and we'll go into the break. After a hard month of footy, three and one. But we're no, 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 we still have to play and... Collingwood and then we're into the break. Oh, fuck. One more game and then the break, mate. Can't have a break yet. Yeah. Fucking tradies always looking for a smoke-o. <laughs> oh, mate, I thought it was a public holiday. We're going to the, we're going to next we're going to the pre-break Smith. break with a but, break. <laughs> but, but hear this out. After Sydney beat Collingwood in my roughy bag, yeah. And Frio flog Brisbane. We'll go into Collingwood game favourites, and I'll be up and about for a win. Dude, Frio can't be favourites. It's against our match. They will be favourites. They'll be favourites after we beat Brisbane by twenty goals. Yeah, sounds good. All right, mate. All right, till next week. On that week. note, it's been a pleasure. Right, thanks, everyone.